Welcome to A Wild New Work, a podcast about how to take wise, soul-centered action in your work life and in your organization, all based on the wisdom of nature. I'm Megan Leatherman, a career coach, mother, and a Virgo living in the Pacific Northwest, and I'm your host today. Hi, friends. Uh, Happy September. Here we are. Uh, I'm recording actually in the midst of this really awful smoke and wildfire wildfire, uh, scenario. I don't know what to call it in Portland, Oregon. Um, I've been, I think, understandably pretty preoccupied this week, um, experiencing a lot of tension and migraines and stress around the devastation that has just burned all across my childhood home. Um, Just so much grief over the creatures, big and small, that have um, been suffering through this. Um, And yeah, it's just been, it's been a lot for me and I have so many resources at my disposal, you know, and I just, it's really unfathomable, unfathomable to think about how this has affected people who uh, don't have homes to escape the smoke, who have underlying health conditions, who um, fucking have coronavirus. Like it's just uh, really an unprecedented level of um, distress, I think that at least in my own life. And I think many others, um, in this region, you know, wildfires have certainly become more commonplace in the summers around here. Uh, or at least I've become more aware of them, but, uh, it's still not this level of devastation certainly isn't natural. You know, forest fires do benefit or forests do benefit from regular fire. Um, But that's a practice that has been developed over tens of thousands of years by the indigenous people who are native to this land and who know how to um, work with fire and work with the land in a way that prevents mega disasters like this one. Um, This isn't inevitable and it's not just. It's impacting people who have already been so... um, just weighed down by the, by the pandemic, by, um, police brutality, by all of the things that are layering on top of one another in this period of time. Um, so I've just been sitting with all of that. I think everyone in this area is, uh, you know, you can't escape the smoke and the, the repercussions of the, the destruction that is just South of us. And if you've been impacted by these fires, know that, my heart is heavy for you. Um, and I hope that you, you know, I hope we all find our footing again and, um, stand up and make the changes that we really need to make in order for this to not become a thing that happens every summer. I mean, at some point all the forests would be gone, right? There's nothing left to burn. Um, but I don't want to get there. I would like to uh, protect those incredible, beautiful lands, and I would like my children to get to experience them. So um, after a couple days of just like worrying about getting evacuated and figuring out how to make our house smoke-free and and all of that, um, I've had a chance to sort of get grounded again and kind of find my footing and focus on you know, what is it that's really going to support me and my community in the long run? Because the truth is that even if we do make some big drastic changes, forest fires like this aren't going to end by next year, right? 
this is destruction that's been teed up over decades of mismanagement of the forests. Um, and so the, these kinds of cycles are going to be felt in this region even for a long time to come, um, but also across the globe, right? We know that the effects of climate change are, we're witnessing them already. Um, and so I've sort of been trying to come to terms with that fact and, and to think about how do I want to cope with that? How do I want to show up? Like, what can I, where does my attention need to be in order to be someone who can survive these times um, and also become wiser and more generous because of them? So I want to share some thoughts about that um, and also tell you about Cedar Lodge, which is um, a new community that just opened last week, um, kind of right before the fires really got going. Uh, but I still feel very strongly that Cedar Lodge can be a safe haven in the midst of these times. And uh, so I want to share more about that and tell you how you can join us there. Um, so when I took a few minutes to just like really get quiet and it took a long time to kind of ground my nervous system and feel like I wasn't constantly looping. Um, but when I kind of got to that place, um, and it usually happens early in the morning before the kids are up, um, when I got to that place, it felt very clear that like there's kind of three areas that I need to be focusing on right now. Um, and I share these because they may be areas that you want to focus on or that could support you as well. The first one is my spiritual practice. Um, you can call it prayer, meditation, you might have a movement practice, whatever it is that connects you to something bigger than yourself. I encourage you to like double the amount of time that you're spending with that. That's what I'm going to do because it's just very clear that we're not going to cope with these um, tragedies and the ongoing state of tragedy in this country. Um, we're not going to be able to do that as well as we could if we're not connected to um, the universe or source or God, whatever word you use for it. Uh, I just feel like that's abundantly clear. Like we need that level of depth and connection um, in order to make sense of this and to know what the best next steps are for us personally and collectively. The second area that I'm really focused on is on work. So meaningful work and work is always a focus of mine. I've just always felt like what I did in my career was really important. Um, and when I say meaningful work, I really mean work that you are proud of. It matters to you. Um, you may not see all of the immediate impacts, but something about being in the work feels important to you. That's what I mean. Um, and I'm really wanting to focus less on distractions or things that I think I should be doing in my business and like tweaking on all of that. And I really just want to focus more on the work that feels really important right now. Um, and the third area that I feel really drawn to focus on is um, what I'm calling collapse preparedness or mitigation. <laughs> um, and by that, I mean, um, I guess sort of disaster preparedness, but something beyond that. I'm talking about the things that we can do to be resilient, even in the face of disasters like this or, um, or you know, important social uprisings, um, lack of access to global networks of um, food or goods. So I'm talking about things like 
tending to my garden and growing more food. You know, we're looking at like an air filtration system because we know that air quality in urban areas are not great even without wildfires. Um, I'm talking about looking into and supporting mutual aid networks, which I'm sure are happening in your area as well since, since the pandemic started or even before. Um, really just getting grounded into the things that are going to connect me directly to the resources that I will need no matter what happens, right? I think the pandemic and everything following it has really shown us how fragile this globalized economy is, right? That if we depend on food from all of these other countries that have to be accessed from, you know, air or sea travel, um, that makes us less resilient, right? Because if we don't have the food readily available to us, we're dependent on something else to get it. Um, not that that's a bad thing, and I don't want to add any fear here, but um, being in this very small, relatively benign example of climate devastation, the wildfires this week, it just really reminded me that I want to be more resilient and I want the people I love to be resilient and I want us to create that together. So um, that's an area that I definitely want to focus on more um, as we move forward because like I said, this cycle, these cycles aren't ending, right? And we need, we're all learning like how we're going to cope and um, become different people in the midst of this because um, climate change has already has already started rolling and I really hope that we interrupt it and lessen the impact, but, uh, it's not, uh, going away anytime soon, the impacts from that. So I want to focus on one of these three areas today. Um, and I want to talk about meaningful work and why it really matters right now. Um, meaningful work and again, like this doesn't have to mean that your career is everything that you want it to be or that you have, you're like completely tapped into your life calling or that your job even matches your calling. Like I'm really talking about just starting where you are. And if most of your work feels meaningful and important to you, that's wonderful. You know, you, these are ways that you can kind of add and, and add to that. But if it feels empty um, or like you're really not connected to your calling or purpose, um, I want to share why I encourage you to do that and then some small ways to actually connect. Um, I believe that connecting to a, a purpose that feels meaning to you, meaningful to you makes you stronger and more resilient. Meaningless work is incredibly draining. <laughs> if you've ever done it, then you know how painful it is to one, pretend like you care about the work, two, pretend like you're really doing a lot of the work. Um, and it's, it's just sort of, um, it's really unjust. I think that may feel like a stretch, but I believe that it's really unfair to expect people to do work that is truly pointless or that feels pointless to them. But when we can connect to something that feels purposeful to us, that feels meaningful to us, um, our whole nervous system kind of calms down and gets grounded. When we feel in resonance with something that matters to us, we become more resilient and, and stronger and better people. But connecting to purpose also makes your community stronger. And 
it's easy to see when you think about who you are when you are at your best, when you are um, fully dialed into something that's important, when it's a good match with your skill set or your strengths. Who are you then? You're probably really generous. You're probably thoughtful. I'm sure you advocate for others. I'm sure you protect what is important to you or what's sacred, right? Connecting to the work that matters or doing it in a way that feels meaningful to us helps us in these times, and it also is going to build our communities. And this isn't to say that, like, as wildfires ravage the forests around you, you should just be, you know, trying to dial into like your your calling or anything. I'm not talking about that. Like, of course, the work has to take a back seat when we're in the midst of this devastation. But as we come out of it, I encourage you to really reflect on how connected you feel to work that is important to you, whether that's related to how you earn money or not. It doesn't have to be um, the same thing, right? I know that in this type of economy and in these times right now, sometimes what we do to earn money needs to be different than the work that feels purposeful to us. And, and I support you in that. Um, so wherever you're starting from, I want to share some small ways that you can connect in a more meaningful way to the work that you do. Um, but I guess I want to spend a little more time on this concept of, of the work feeling pointless. If your work feels pointless, whether it's what you do for money or it feels like the whole, everything that you're doing is just kind of feeling without purpose or meaning. I want to tell you that that's okay, that you're not delusional. Um, I'm just finishing this really wonderful book called Bullshit Jobs by David Graeber, who very sadly just passed away, actually. Um, but a lot of what he writes about is that the work in this country, many of the jobs, especially in finance, insurance, and real estate, um, a lot of it is absolutely meaningless. <laughs> a lot of it, you know, if it de disappeared tomorrow, wouldn't really matter. Um, and that's not to say that if you're in those roles, the work doesn't matter. But what he found is that many, many people in that field, in those fields, know that it's meaningless. They don't feel connected to it. Um, it provides them a paycheck, which is really important, but it doesn't feel like they're really building something or contributing in the ways that they want to. And it's not just that industry. It's all the, you know, bureaucratic administrative roles that feel that the people who are in them feel the lack of um, importance in them. Um, and that is harmful because it keeps people in these modes of pretending that the work is important, pretending that um, they care about the work and having to appear productive about something that they don't feel matters and that probably doesn't matter in the long run. And this is so, um, this is really moving to me because when I think about the tasks ahead of us, right, the incredible collective change that needs to happen in order to save this planet, uh, we could really use the help of those people who are locked into jobs that they despise or that just feel empty or that, you know, don't really do much for them other than providing a paycheck, which I know is incredibly important. It's non-negotiable. Um, but what if those people could meet those meet their needs and, you know, contribute to uh, healing 
this society and this planet. That's really what I'm aiming for and what I, what I hope comes to fruition. Um, but I just wanted to share that in case you feel like, uh, you're, if you feel delusional, like the work, you know, it should, looks great on paper and it should feel meaningful and you should really be appreciative of it. Um, if it feels empty to you, then it just is. And that's okay. Um, I want to share some ways that you can bring some purpose and meaning into that to kind of support you right now. Um, but ultimately I also support you getting out of roles like that because, um, life's too short and you're too important to stay in them. Um, so wherever you are, Meaningful work is really work that matters to you. You see its purpose, you see its point, and it's something you want to contribute to. Ideally, it's work that is a good alignment, in alignment with your strengths and your skills, um, but that's not always the case, and that's okay. So here are some ways to make more meaning in your workday. The first one is really to change how you do the work, um, to align your approach with your strengths and who you are. So really doing the work, whatever it is, in a way that is more aligned with who you are. So really letting go of pretending, posturing, um, doing less of the forcing yourself into a way of talking or acting that isn't really you. Um, this could mean, you know, if you're someone who has to kind of tone down your, um, your energy at work because people are, everyone around you is really serious, you know, doing less of that. Um, if you're someone who's in a really gregarious workplace, but you're really more introverted and you're just like suffering on zoom calls all day that seem pointless, um, really giving yourself permission to not speak up as much or to turn your camera off or even to excuse yourself from those meetings. Um, so thinking first about how to do the work in a way that's more in alignment for you. The second one is to consider who is being impacted by your work, even if it's a little ways downstream. Um, think about who gets the repercussions or the ripple effects of the work that you're doing and how can they be in the forefront of your mind as you go? You know, is it the customer who leaves with a product that you supported, you know, in its creation? Is it, um, a client whose family members are going to feel the effects of the work that you're doing with them. Um, how can you sort of connect with that impact and see it as the kind of sacred act and offering that it is? Uh, the third one is to join others in your workspace who are calling for change or who are holding others accountable, um, whether it's, you know, because of the Black Lives Matter movement and the push for workplaces to become more equitable and safer places for black employees and indigenous employees and people of color. Um, it could be for, you know, if there are, is a group of people who are advocating for safer practices in the workplace because of COVID-19, you know, do you want to tap into that and support that work going on? If you are a gatekeeper, if you're in management or HR or in a leadership position and you sense that you know, there is change afoot that you want to support, but don't feel like you can because of your leadership position. Um, notice what it's like to spend a little less energy preventing that change. You know, you may not feel free to join that group or to advocate for, you know, unionization or, you know, uh, the important work that might need to go on in your workspace. But what is it like 
to spend less energy pushing against it and to kind of see what happens then and to be an advocate and connect a purpose in that way. Um, the next one is to, to actually assume that you are on the right track, no matter what you're doing for work or how you feel about it right now. What changes if you tell yourself that actually you are exactly where you need to be and that things are unfolding as they should unfold? Um, that often shifts things in our nervous system, but it also helps us connect to this co-creative capacity. We, have, we remember that it's not all up to us um, and we are not powerless, that it's a partnership, that you are exactly where you need to be because this is where you are and that things are unfolding as they should be with your intention and care. Um, the next one is to, and I encourage you to do this no matter how you feel about your work, to spend at least five minutes a day just imagining your biggest, most ambitious work. It could be completely unrelated to what you do now. It could not look like what you do now. Um, really just give yourself space to dream and imagine and connect with that sense of purpose that I hope you will feel, um, if not now, in the future. You're bringing it into the present through that imaginative exercise, um, but really connecting to that vision and just imagining yourself in full color high definition, you know, doing work that matters to you. What would that look like? Who would you do it with? Um, really letting yourself go there without any editing or like, well, how would I get there? And who would pay me? And, you know, all those things that the brain wants to throw up at us. Um, the last one, and I'm going to share more about this too. The last one is to join Cedar Lodge. Um, this is a virtual community of thoughtful professionals who are there to do our best work so that we can help heal the planet, uplift our communities, support ourselves financially, and unfurl into our own giftedness. Um, this is a free community and it is there to support you in asking bigger questions, connecting with people who get it, um, and really learn how to shift things in your career. Um, I'm so excited about this community and so thrilled with how it's already um, growing. And I want to invite you in to be supported by other people who are doing the same thing, really looking for that sense of purpose and meaning in their lives and taking the steps to create that. My intention is for every member of Cedar Lodge to start seeing positive impacts in their working life right away. Um, and so it's a very... Um, it's fairly structured. So the community includes monthly courses on topics like living out your values, managing self-doubt, deepening your expertise. Um, there's currently a mini course since we just got started. There's a course on assessing the impact that you're having in your career, um, not just in your own life, but in the lives of you know, the people who are touched by your work, but also um, spiritually and on a planetary level, like how is your work impacting the earth, right? Um, we will also have weekly live calls where you can ask questions or get support from me and others about a specific issue that's coming up in your career. Um, we will also have weekly give and ask days where members are invited to offer something to the community and then ask for something in return, whether it's a recommendation or a networking opportunity or um, encouragement, whatever it is. Um, and I've got more in store, but that's kind of where we're starting. Um, I want the work to be readily accessible to the people who need it. So 
the the community itself is free, and I really encourage you to to sign up. It's uh, it's hosted on a very intuitive, user friendly platform called Mighty Networks. It's on the web, but also on uh, there's an app that's really easy to use. Um, and of course, if you're ready to do deeper work one on one, I'm still available for that too. Um, on Thursday, September 17th, I am hosting a live open house where I'm going to share more about the structure of Cedar Lodge. And I'm also going to share the monthly topics for the next year. So you'll get a really great preview of what's to come and what this community is going to be learning about. Um, and you'll also have a chance to meet one another. So we'll start building some momentum as we head into the fall. So if you want to join the community, and I hope you will, you can do that at the link in the show notes. You can just go to awildnewwork.com, or you can visit us on Instagram at awildnewwork, and uh, you'll see it in the posts, or you can also click the link in our bio. So um, I hope you'll do that. I'm really excited about where this community is headed and the way that it's going to connect people to work that is impactful. Um, and I'm excited to see the ripple effects of that and the incredible work that you're all going to do in the world. Um, I know that when things are tough, it can feel like a huge effort to change course or to get into different work or to even like consider what you would do, you know, differently. A lot of you are just managing an unprecedented level of stress right now, whether you're in the Pacific Northwest and experiencing these wildfires or not. So start where you are, you know, start with some of the things that I've mentioned. I promise that doing some of these things will invigorate you, connecting with purpose or things that matter or feel important to us, no matter what they are, is incredibly rejuvenating. Um, and if you have the desire to do more meaningful work, I want you to know that you can join us in Cedar Lodge. You can reach out to me to do one-on-one -on -one work. You have support here. I know that you can handle these times and I know that we're going to get through this, hopefully wiser and more clear about what really matters um, and what's really important. So thank you for spending this time with me. I will be with you again um, in the autumn season and I wish you all um, clean air and uh, <laughs> a wonderful week ahead. Okay, bye.